Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and you're listening to The Unsafe Space. And I am Keith Redmond, former Finnegale counsellor, and I am joined, as I am always, by my beloved... Sarah Ryan. Who is? Oh, I was a, I was a Fianna Fáil counsellor in a previous life. Yeah, always, always had to drag that out of her. Anyway, today we're going to talk about so many things, because we've all been out and about and doing loads of things, and we've loads of news. No, we've very little to talk about, as most people do. Have you ever noticed that when you when you text your friends now or you call your your family and you say any news, they say all say no, because there is no news because they're all stuck in their house and there and there just is no news. But everyone's desperate for a bit of news. Everybody would love a bit of gossip, a bit of news, something, you know. But no, nothing. Anyway, but we are we do have something to talk about though. This isn't a completely pointless podcast. And we're going to talk about um, the emerging evidence that uh, while the lockdown was the right thing to do at the time when nobody knew anything about COVID-19, we now know quite a bit about COVID-19 in comparison. And maybe the lockdown wasn't the right strategy and certainly continuing is not the right strategy. Sarah will disagree with me on that, but we'll have a bit of a ding dong on that. In addition to that, we're also going to talk about the interminable negotiation for a new government in Ireland and as Sarah will say you know when are we going to have a new government and I will say well we have a government and they're doing very well thank you very much by the people doing very well though very well and high in the polls high in the polls (laughs) um so point is we're going to discuss that whole uh, omni shambles we're going to also going to discuss the the left behinds we're going to talk about Sinn Féin Sock Dems who've jumped off ship um the uh, people for profit and all the other guys who never want to be in government. We'll talk about all those guys who we never really touch on. Um, but we really, really obviously have to talk about the never-ending hunt, the never-ending search for the Taoiseach's office by Michal Martin. The poor man, desperate, desperate to sit in that chair, if only for an hour. Um, so we'll, t- we'll have a chat about him as well. Is there anything else you want to muse upon, um, Sarah? No. I mean, let's just keep the ranting about, you know, the lockdown and just to a minimum, Keith, seriously. Oh, no, this is this this now is the, is the main thing. Everybody's wondering. They're staring at the window. They're going, like, when are we getting out? And I'm telling them. I know, that. but you, you have to separate out, as I said to you yesterday. It's two conversations. One is whether or not, like, scientifically, the lockdown is, you know, the best plan or the best idea. And two is whether or not the lockdown is happening regardless. Like we might be, the lockdown might get extended. The lockdown might go on for longer. Restrictions will probably go on in some form until September. And you need to just get your head around that, whether no, you no, agree no. it or not. The whole point and I of don't politics. care if you saw a photo of some prisoner in Wuhan writing on the wall in shit that the lockdowns are bullshit. Like we are where we are. Yeah, but the whole point of politics and indeed political discussion is to move people from where we are to somewhere else. And the whole idea is that if the country is paralysed by the most conservative members of the medical profession, in other words, the infectious disease and epidemiologists, who, whose raison d'etre is to do nothing and shut everything down. That's their whole... They finally have their chance to shine. They finally have their lab. chance to shut the entire country down, which is basically all they have in their arsenal. So, like, yeah, we need to move the country from that position if, if the evidence is there and the evidence is mounting that it is there. So we're going to discuss that. But... I I'd, can't wait. I'd like to dis- I'd like to kind of soften things up now by getting you on side here, and uh, and and discussing politics. So, the 
conversation on the formation of a new new government, not that we need one, but the conversation on the formation of a new government is gathering a pace, and that pace is gathering a pace. We, and that glacial. Pace is, that pace is glacial. That pace is 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 geological. <laughs> but the pace is there, and uh, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, and the Greens are are left on the pitch. It's faster, than, it's faster than climate change, though. <laughs> <laughs> that old, that old chestnut. But the green, or sorry, the sock Dems, who briefly appeared for a moment as a as a possibility, have disappeared just as quickly. They released a statement saying, "No, we don't want to go into government because after conversations, we realise that the government is not serious about spending the money that's required to make this." country great again oh, shut now, up. this country is currently spending more squillions and billions and trillions than and anybody like, could ever spend but like but also, it's not enough of the sock dance. also like it's just like you know that like what's that expression like hell freezes over and you know all these like the world if the world was ending i wouldn't know like i just i'd like this global pandemic to be a point in the world we've all been locked in our houses for years where people just stop doing all this trite shit with politics, right? The sock dams and all, it's like the equivalent of being in a red light district and a woman comes to the window and shows her boob briefly and then goes back in and locks the door. No one thought you were going to do anything. No one, like, <laughs> expected anything from you. No one was paying you for anything. No one was giving you any money. No one asked you for anything. So put your boob away and go in and stop making a show of yourself. That's the sock dams. Like, coming out and acting as if anyone, like... No one thought the sock dams were going to do anything. The sock dams didn't think they were going to do anything. No, but they have to be seen to be, you know. I know. You know and I'm we saying, would if we could, but we can't. And that's what kind I'm of saying thing, you know? is that I'm tired of it. Well, look, they're all at I'm it. I'm just tired. Labour at it as well. Labour, like, what's the point of voting, voting for the sock dams or Labour if they will not go into government? Like, what is the actual point? Uh, it's, 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 you know, a ridiculous situation where they've attempted, the sock dams have attempted to do a kind of a faux negotiation on a program for government and then said, oh no, but sure, you know, and as they say in their statement, you know, that putative government wouldn't be serious about spending the kind of money that will be required to make the changes the sock dams want. We are currently spending 20 billion euro more than has been forecast in the last budget. 20 billion euro more and you work on a game show fifty thousand dollars what what kind of money like do they even understand numbers like do they know what a billion is like who fina gale or the sock De- lefties in general but the sock dems in particular in this conversation like they even understand what that number is i mean i know they don't work for a living they don't understand what earning money is and so money is just like confetti um, but like what what do they hold on do they save, understand save that kind of contempt for like people before profit well, the sock dams are just people before a profit, but they have a bit of a him, he, him, she, her on their bio on Twitter. I mean, that's the only difference. They're just into a bit of all that nonsense too. It's a one sock dam. Don't look at me like that. It's a one sock dam who on Twitter doesn't have he, him, she, her on their bio. What does that mean? It means they're consumed with nonsense, postmodernistic nonsense, when they should be concerned about bread and butter issues. They're going to go the way of labour as well. What's that? It's all about like you know. I don't want you to presume my gender. So oh, McCarthy McCarthy. Yeah, I'm putting it on bio. And if you don't have it on your bio, it means that you're transphobic. And, yes, you know, McCarthyism. Oh God. As if it's any. As if, if it's in the top seven hundred issues in somebody's life. Don't have it on your bio. It oh. means you're transphobic. Because it's because you're not addressing the issue, which means that you have repressed transphobia. I was told this. Oh my God. I was told this. 
my god it's incredible oh my god people who like are fixated on like horseshitology you know postmodernism it's called I used to think that it was actually like like a good thing and spoke to my this is the thing I've realised that it's like I've come full circle I'm actually a real liberal Mm. I really genuinely don't care what anybody else is doing yeah but you see now you have to care unless it harms anybody yeah I really don't care yeah. what anybody's doing they're not liberals like no but that I thought that was liberalism yeah it is, no that is liberal they're not liberals they're authoritarians they're just in a different cloak isn't that funny it is funny I'm a funny guy I've become a liberal yeah well you're more of a wig <laughs> the conservatives and the the wigs kind of ruled the roost in the UK there for a long time in the 1800s and I wouldn't. I would consider you not to be a, a full conservative. You're more of a Whig, which is liberalish. But yeah, uh, I'm definitely not a full conservative. I don't know what I am. I'm just a mongrel. I just have a kind of a. Mm. I take what I like and whatever. But fundamentally, I really don't care what anybody else is doing unless it's harming another soul. And uh, I, uh, apart from that, they can all. Whatever. Well, the libertarian principle is you're free to swing your fist until you reach somebody else's nose, which I've always ascribed to as a, as a good philosophy for life. You know, you should be allowed to do whatever you want until you're hurting someone else. But, you know, the, the, the point is that they can, they can pick up offence. They can take offence out of nothing. They, I can literally take offence out of nothing. So in other words, if you're doing nothing, it means you're not being proactive about tackling whatever the, the fad of the day is racism sexism transphobia so if you're not actually actively involved in that then you're part of the problem you're part of the patriarchy you're part of the whatever and therefore you're the enemy so even people are just standing in the street licking an ice cream are the enemy you know and this is you know this is this is this is the 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 him the he him she her problem anyway let's just go back to the politics anyway because the sock jams are a waste of time i thought politics was a pain in the arse but that whole conversation there was even worse how can you out- and talk about politics because I, out- I have out- a real bad feeling that Gary is going to name this podcast Sock Dems Show Boob in Window of Red Light <laughs> District so <laughs> our editor takes great glee in picking the, the worst line the worst line in the podcast and calling it that and we have no control over that listener so I just want you to know that so if this is if you're listening to something called Sock Dems Show Boob in Window I'm sorry mm. um Go on, anyway. So, stop them. Okay, so an entire group of people who dedicate their lives to public service slammed. Stop them. Done so. I'll put it in in a lingo you understand. You have utter contempt for Labour because of the way Labour treated Fianna Fáil in 2011, and and rightfully so. The likes of Pat Rabbit going on, like the TV and lambasting Pat Carey, of all people. Calling him like a traitor and all this nonsense, you know. Treason, actually, you know, it was, well, it was and then in the and then Brian came and accused of treason by Labour and all. You know, the most po-faced, sanctimonious, moralistic, you know, group in society. But I also like you, and you I'm not thought, gonna, and you I'm couldn't not gonna, be beaten. And I'm not going to name names because it's just not worth it. But I also saw situations of Labour uh, people refusing to shake hands, yeah, uh, approaching people in Fianna Fáil who lost their seats at a count and saying it was great to finally see Fianna Fáil get what they deserve, etc, etc. So yeah, I, I'll name names. I had Joan Burton refuse to shake hands with me because I used to be in the PDs. This is how sanctimonious and ridiculous these gobshites got. I thought they couldn't be beaten. And then a faction left Labour and formed the Sock Dems. 
and became even more sanctimonious and pure. Well, I don't have any experience with them, so I'm not going to speak to that. Uh, but um, no, I don't. I I do have I do have an issue with uh, the Gilmore Gale and uh, Gilmore for T-shirt. Yeah, and uh, just how like kind of morally superior they got about every decision that Fianna Fáil made when the going got tough. And we're not going to go into it like you know the whole like you know global meltdown etc etc all the mistakes that Fianna Fáil made leading up to the crash of which there were many but I think that Labour like didn't cover themselves in glory as far as I saw I didn't see that from Fianna, from, from Fianna Gael in the same way um, I didn't see a lot of class from, from Labour to be perfectly honest I think and Fianna I saw Gael. people and I saw people like for example um, you know like when my dad lost his seat in Europe um, at the count uh, in 2009 and I always remember um, Joe Higgins um, with his people and uh, I could hear him saying oh Owen Ryan's a really good guy and I don't want to see anybody who's helping the account behave badly towards anybody who's counting for Owen I don't want any if you want if you're gonna if you're gonna be rude to anybody on Owen's team you can leave basically and it always stuck with me that he was real decent like that day or whatever which is more than can be said for um, other party supporters who I won't mention. Well, why won't you mention them? I, I, I mean, I think it Colin rhymes with Bin Bain. Uh, Bin Bain. Sinn Fein. Oh shit! What, what I mean? They're, they're always they always are just not nice because they're because they're just above feral. I mean, they used to shoot people in the street. They're just above feral. I mean, I just like <laughs> like I like I, I can't understand people trying to anyway. you know sanitize Sinn Fein now. I mean, Sinn Fein are. No, I'm not trying to sound like psychopaths. I just don't in, want. I just don't want. Gansies. Okay, I just don't want. I don't want an, uh, two days of abuse on Twitter from like. Yeah. There's a good. There's Shinner a good line bots. for you actually. Um, psychopaths and Gansies. You could call it that. Podcast. Yeah, I know. Um. Anyway, no. I uh, look. There's people in labour that I very much like. Like now. Some of your mates. Oh um, yeah, they're they're they're, they're like, champagne but, socialists. But, they're all right. Yeah, oyster sh- socialists. Yeah, but um, I uh, no, I was just a bit sore about some of them, and I think they were really unsound and unclassy, and the childish, vengeful part of my personality was delighted when they all got absolutely hockeyed in the next election because they got to see what it was like. Yeah, and also to be perfectly honest. I think that Labour were partially to blame for a cu- for whipping the public up into a, cu- a frenzy. And creating a culture of being really abusive to politicians that they learned to reap the, the benefit is, of themselves in the, the end, which is, is the karma. karma. The irony is in the election of 2007, which Finnegan thankfully lost, <laughs> in the election of 2007, the Labour leader Pat Rabbit stood up in his Ardesh and announced that one of his seminal policies if he got into government was going to be to cut taxes to 18%. So, like, Pat Rabbit was this, like, massive tax cutter. And then all of a sudden he turns around in the crash and said... Oh, the tax base was so narrowed, and you know it was all Fianna Fáil. We were the false. sole voice of reason. Yeah. Sure, you were. Don't sure. And um, but tell me, like, okay, we've discussed the Sock Dems, you know, farcical attempt at pretending that they wanted to go to government. Labour, right, could go into government, and they could do some good. They're relatively sensible centre lefters. And I think Labour are a good small uh, government coalition party. But. Why won't they do it? Because they learned 
the last time they were. But I mean, what, but what are they waiting for? They're irrelevant at the moment. They could be relevant. They could have two senior ministries. I mean, they're irrelevant at the moment. Even the voters don't want to vote for them. But then, the that, voters that, will vote that's for the question. Like, what is, what is politics? Relevance. Yeah, but, what, but like, we have a political system where, like, it takes people so long to get there that they're terrified of losing their seat and their whole focus... And no, don't get me wrong. Like I get it. Like some of these people have mortgages. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up with that specter over our family, so I know. Like it's scary. Yeah. You lose your seat, lose your job. What happens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I get it. But I think voters need to be a bit more mature. Like you know, like, uh, and this is this will be this. It'll be Sinn Fein next. You know, I'm not suggesting that Sinn Fein are going into government. I doubt they are, but. You know, when you promise the world and then you don't deliver and you have a, a, like a, a voter that has placed all of their hopes and dreams for the future in you and you're not honest with them, well, then you get the backlash. Yeah, no, I and, think, and, I and think and there's Sinn Féin no point in anybody like this. We either should have another election mm. where everybody lays out their stall on the new world, the new world order, which is totally mm. different from what it was two months ago. Which is fair, yeah. Or we, they all come together and say, look, let's be adults here. Everything we promised before is now gone. Like, because we can't. Because the money is all I gone. I think things have changed so dramatically, you're right. I think, I mean, the last election was based on on, on promises and premises that just simply don't pertain exactly. anymore. But the so problem you've got for to the have a new election, I think. But the problem for the new government is that, like, say, for example, the reason why Labour and people like that and Fianna Fáil and everybody's afraid is because they know that because they've frozen out Sinn Féin, Sinn Féin aren't going to play that game. They're not going to go, things have changed. They're just going to sit on the opposite side of the doll and absolutely hammer whoever mm. the government on every decision they made as if they would have done anything different because they're phony frauds who don't, like, who who basically, like, capitalise on ignorant people who don't know what they're, who don't, like, educate themselves about what's happening with the country and then whip people up into frenzies about, like, perceived ills done against them by the government. They're not going to sit in, in opposition across the chamber and go, well, to be fair, like, that's probably what we would do because things have changed. No. And, like, we understand that, like, you know, the like addressing, for example, the homeless crisis or housing or whatever is obviously completely different now financially than it was two months ago. And we accept that. However, <sighs> this is what we should do. No, no. no what they're, they're just going to act as if nothing's yeah, changed. No, what they're going to say is, no, they'll say things have changed. And the way we, the way we have to... Um, adapt to that change by doubling down on what Sinn Féin said before the election and all we need to do is tax the rich and we need to increase to 65% the tax on, on anybody earning over like whatever 80 grand 90 grand the rich whatever the rich grand, are whatever. you know and like they, they will do that because those people don't vote for them and they will do that knowing well, full well that those numbers still won't add up but at least they're in government then and like that's the damage that I'm always terrified that a socialist party like Sinn Féin could cause because they never go in with genuine mathematics behind genuine economics behind their policy it's all bullshit it's always just airy fairy nonsense we'll give you free this and free that pizza for everyone pizza for everyone free the healthcare will be the NHS and that's brilliant it's, by the way it's crap but anyway it's going to be deadly you won't have to pay to go to the doctor and you want to pay for your house and you want to pay for your transport and you want to pay for your food or your cigarettes or your booze and someone else is going to pay and it's the guy around the corner with loads of money we're going to make him pay 
And people buy into this because people vote for left-wing parties all over the world and this nonsense. So it works. Pretty shit works. But like, the point is, when they get into government, they always come a cropper. The economy always collapses afterwards. And they'll be in for one term and gone again. But the damage they will cause will be absolutely astronomical. But It'll probably be something similar to what's being what's happening right now, except the whole world won't be experiencing. Yeah, it, I mean, like exactly. I mean, th- th- it's true to say. I mean, somebody, uh, some little wit on on Twitter, put up that um, <clears throat> Corbyn in the UK lost the election, but his uh, election manifesto is now actually being carried out by the Tories <laughs> because they're spending hundreds of billions. You know, yeah, but but it's a pandemic, and they're doing it for one year as an emergency, and then they're going to be massive reclaim reclamation of all that he would have just keeps kept spending until they became east germany well so that's why that's why they don't go in what's going to happen yeah so that's the sock dems labor um Sinn fein Sinn fein or you know disingenuous so we've, we've gone through all that i do I, I do think that all parties should have allowed Sinn fein into the room just to talk to them yeah, but I mean, how do you talk to somebody that you fundamentally disagree with on basic economics? It doesn't matter. How do you talk to somebody about, like... Like, fun, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael don't disagree on okay. fundamental economics. Okay, if I believe in a national government, I said this in the last yeah. thing, best of the best minds of every party, whatever, one year, nobody gets to benefit, nobody gets to blame, you know, the whole thing just gets, whatever. If, if, like... Michal or Leo or whoever truly believed truly believed that COVID-19 was a massive crisis that needed to be solved I think they would have formed a government by now and I think they would have allowed Sinn Féin into the room but that, that national government the idea of that doesn't really make much sense to me because what would they have done different to the Fine Gael government that's the caretaker government that's in at the moment nothing and so it would have been absolutely I mean Effectively, well, you what can't you just keep the caretaker government forever. No, so you your choice is new government, new election, national but ca- government. But the They're national government was only the national government, as you say, was only going to be for a year anyway. Like it's, I, I don't see how a national government would have improved anything. The, the, exactly the same measures would have been taken because I think that they would have been able to make better, more decisions and make more. Uh, but what decisions like have you disagreed with? Already, sorry, they would have been able to make this. Every the whole government formation th- thing would be sorted by now. And they'd be able to be just making decisions for one year. Like we've no schools, we've no shops. They wouldn't have no that, that wouldn't have changed. What do you mean? Like if there was a national government, there still would have been no schools and no shops. No, yeah. If you like, it's helpful if you let me finish my sentence Sorry, before you yeah. start talking over me. Then you'll actually hear what my point is. The whole country is locked down and in crisis. The best thing for it was to have, like, in the middle of a massive, massive, like once in a lifetime event was to have a government as quickly as possible to have all like to, to make these decisions and argue these points or else have another election this business of what day are we now 90 when was the election you're we have a government though. and they're making all the decisions but you can keep saying it like that but it doesn't make it true they like, government that are making all the decisions that the 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 healthcare professions are telling them to it would have been no different if Sinn Féin were in the government i don't think they'd disagree with anything so I don't understand the, the notion of a national government. It would have made no difference whatsoever. Because it would give the security and like take away all this distraction. Yeah. I we just, I think we might right. have been just faffing around. It's now the 14th of May. The election was on the 7th of February. 
Yeah, That's yeah. three months now. <clears throat> oh, no, no, absolutely. Now, I'm a big believer in the caretaker government concept and that's what it's for and it's for all these things and blah, 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 blah. But at a certain point, the crisis just becomes so large that like it's bigger than it's bigger than politics. That's my view. And when this started around the 12th of March, which is now two months ago, they could have easily just gone, right, that's it. We're going to form a national government, keep keep Leo, keep Simon, keep this, keep that, have every, all the best of every party in the room, make decisions. This is the roadmap. It's going to bring us to one year and then there's another election. But on the basis of what? Everybody was agreeing on everything for a year. So what are they going to have an election on? What's the opposition? What's the alternative point of view? Well, what's there the alternative one? point of view if we can't form a government we have an election anyway? Well, the alternative point of view is going to be Sinn Féin saying the government are wrong to, for example, as they've been saying this week, reduce the COVID payment of 350 quid a week down to the dole rate of 203. So they're saying like that shouldn't happen. We should keep. We should basically turn the dole into 350 quid a week. Now, folks, if we have a dole of 350 quid, 50 quid a week, there will not be any part-time work in the country. Like nobody is going to do a part-time job if the dole is 350 quid a week. I mean, you know, it's absolutely farcical to even suggest that that's going to be the case. In a country, by the way, where the minimum wage is over a tenner and the second highest in Europe, so the price of creating a job is now the second highest in Europe, the, the, the country, the state, is also going to pay 350 quid to do nothing and sit in your arse. So, you know, Sinn Féin want that. There's a, there's a the massive difference in, in normal, uh, in, the, in the perceived wisdom of the Fine Gael government at the moment. So there will be alternative policies that I I think that you're right in one way. I think we need another election. Things have transformed in the country. Things have changed completely in the last three months. The old manifestos mean nothing anymore. The old spending plans mean nothing anymore. And so we should have another election and everybody puts their stall out and see what, sees what happened. And I have a sneaky feeling that's actually what might happen for two reasons. The Fianna Fáil membership and the Fine and the and the Green membership, the Fianna Fáil membership and Green membership both have to be consulted on this potential government, and Fianna Fáil need to breach 50 percent, and the Greens need to uh, breach two thirds to get permission for this. I think that I think they could fall on that, and I think Fine Gael would be thrilled. Yeah, maybe. When would an election be? How would that even work? Socially distant and voting? No, it's dead easy. I mean, two metres apart, everybody queues up at polling stations. That'd be dead easy to do. Everybody wears a mask in a polling station. That would not be hard. It, it, it would what not be hard. Counting and stuff like that. No tallying, none of that. Yeah, there'd be nobody in there. Like, I mean, it'd be exactly, you know, you would just uh, like... Like yeah, the Senate? Yeah, like the Senate. It'd be uh, totally doable. Completely doable. And I think they could have it. They could have an election in July, is my view. No problem. And, like... You know, there'll be no canvassing, nobody knocking on your door, so that's happy days. Um, but Blessed relief. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus. Although we didn't get any canvassers here. No, but even to have to canvass. I hated canvassing. Did, oh, you, actually, did you like canvassing? No. No, I hated canvassing. Is there a politician who likes canvassing? Yeah, loads. Really? Yeah. They like it. No, but I don't like canvassing because the mathematics stresses me out to think about it. Like, yeah, it's like, kind of pointless, isn't it? You knock on a hundred doors, maybe forty of them answer. We do well. Of the forty, like thirty five go, cheers and take the leaflet and throw it in the bin. No and, interest. And no interest. And then there's five, and like of the five that remain, 
three of them probably hate you and are never going to vote for you and are just belaying you and want to scream at you and then two of them one of them's bored and then the other one is already voting for you because they always vote yeah, for your party and they I want to tell you about it pointless. and like so the mathematics of it hmm. just like stress me out when you think about it like it's not that like i like i like meeting people and having the chats with them it's just that the volume of people you actually get to talk to is so few that basically it ends up that you're just some weirdo having a walk yeah like do you know what i mean yeah. Um. so I preferred like like public meetings but like they nobody goes to them um, I just preferred things where I got to meet more people Um. so yeah I didn't like canvassing yeah I didn't really like canvassing but I'm surprised to hear you say that some politicians like canvassing cause I know loads my dad loves, loves canvassing he just likes chats yeah well, he's not looking for votes anymore he just goes for chats yeah, he just like loves a good chat. But um I did the I did the also, um, European canvas with, with Brian Hayes. And that was that was actually fun because that wasn't door to door so much. It was like arriving into razzle, for example razzle. you go yeah. into Hoth, you know, you've like thirty people all in blue jackets with Brian Hayes' yeah. name on it and you're you're gonna hit the village, you know. And that was a bit of fun. But jeez, like knocking door to door, listening to somebody telling you about how their dog died and the vet should be shot. Like, you know, really I just I never liked it. Well, you know, you know, um, there's always some extraneous thing you could do nothing about. Some worry that you know you're not, but like, what are you talking? What are you talking about? But also, like when my dad used to canvass years ago, like a lot of his um constituency, you know, where he used to like to canvass was like Pierce House and whatever flats and mm. and like we're talking about like in the eighties and stuff, in the nineties. Well, there are things like to people, do. Though. That's people, good. But people, but also people didn't work such long hours and they were mm. home more. Mm. I guarantee you that the hit rate was more than 40% then. Well, back then you would have had like most women working in the home. So therefore you would have had somebody at home. Exactly. To answer the door. Yeah, absolutely. My dad loved yeah. that, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. All the hours. But there also would have been things that, in, in, in areas that, you know, social deprivation or whatever, they actually have reasons to engage with the state and so there are things to do. There are things for politicians to engage with. I'm canvassing in Hoth and Malahide where we're talking about like the, the, the damaging kind of like, you know, Someone's rose a, azalea fly that's, you know, eating away at their bushes and like what what's the, the, the council going to do? You know, so there are people who have worries and there are people who don't and those kind of canvases are mind-numbing. Anyway, so... You're all for another election if there's no canvassing. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? You just, you know, social media kind of vibe, maybe leaflets, but how do you put a send a leaflet into someone's letterbox that they don't think has COVID stuck please, on it? Please, please, please accept this leaflet and this virus. Yeah. That's that, a token of my... That's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. please, please, you know, the shiny laminated leaflet with my fingerprints and COVID on it. And yeah. also, there'll be no wheeling people out from nursing homes to go and vote. So Fianna Fáil probably lose about 10 seats. There's very few of them left, in fairness. Oh but, but I think I think that the, 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 the trick here for Fine Gael is to appear to be devastated when Fianna Fáil or the Greens can't form a government. It sounds like my love life in my 20s where I just act so badly that the boyfriend would break up with me and then I'd be like, oh That's exactly it. Aww. Fine Gael need oh, no. to be... It's a love that will echo through the ages. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be devastated that they've been broken up with. <laughs> and therefore, the electorate will just reward them for being all virtuous and stuff and doing their best. 
and hope and to Jesus that they don't remember anything about the housing crisis or the healthcare system. And to be fair, I should probably shouldn't say this because I will probably be proven wrong, but Finnegal couldn't run a worse campaign than their last one. Oh, they pr- they'll do their best though. They'll do their, they best. Will do their best. They will do their best. Love good. They, and I wonder. They, and nobody can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory like Finnegal. And I wonder if Fianna Falls will be the same crap as well. I'd be me all again. Yeah, me Ar- again. And an Ireland, me again. And an Ireland for an all. An Ireland for all. Four times yeah. a charm. An Ireland for all. Yeah. Four times a charm. An Ireland for all. Less Let's of, talk about less me. Of, an Ireland for all. Less of us this time, but it's still for all. <laughs> Unless you went to a private school, in which case you don't understand life, because I, uh, I didn't, no. and, and I sat outside and I licked the floor for breakfast, and that makes me virtuous and better, morally better than you. I'd hose in my shoes until they start flying me first class to Cuba to meet Castro. Mm. Anyway. Let's talk about Mijo. So, what's the story now with Mijo? But what on earth? <laughs> We're chapter 77 of the is Can I Be t shirt book. Where is he now? Is it only 77? Jesus. Like what, like what, what, what are we doing now? I mean, he's on 14%. He's desperate for the Greens to get into government. He'll give them anything and everything they want. He'll shut down agriculture in the whole country to just get in. So, do Fianna Fáil have to take him out? Are they going to... Are they going to take my? I hear that there's minister or oh, excuse me, ministers, potential ministers, being sent around. Niall Collins and Pearl Darrow O'Brien, good pal of ours, being forced to write articles in newspapers, lauding Mihal as a wonderful leader. Did you see all this? Yes. And uh, what's your feeling on on this sycophancy? Um, I can't decide whether it's worse that they were made to do it or they did it voluntarily. No, that they made to it. it was a, it's a concerted plan, obviously, from the geniuses in Fianna Fáil headquarters. No, no, he's doing the circuit. He's doing the circuit, in fairness. Like, like I, I have been working for Virgin or TV3 uh, as a panellist on the show for years, so I know, and I used to do a lot of the morning stuff. And uh, so I know when I see Hall or somebody doing the doing the couches in the morning, that they're on a they're on a campaign. Yeah. And uh, so I noticed me all out on the couches this week talking about, you know, soft stuff. What was he talking about today? Colour of socks or something. His favourite oh, spice. Like his leave insert or something. I don't I can't remember. But I was But like, is this him realising that an election is coming? I don't know, actually. Um like is it him? I mean, is he's him? not actually seriously gonna actually go out and be the leader of Fianna Fáil in another election if there's another election. Yeah, you'd have to be. They won't. They won't get their shit together to get rid of him in the next six weeks. That won't happen. But you. So you're saying you think there's going to be a general election in six weeks? If there's no government formed by the end of May after a negotiation between Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, and the Greens, that will have been four months since the election. We will be out of the vast majority of the lockdown. There will be zero legitimacy for that government. To stay on, so the election will be called. You in, hope will be out of the worst of the lockdown. Well, the government will be called in June. The, the election will be called in June and had in July. Like the, there's there's no way they could continue it. What happens if Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, and the Greens have their their votes on you know from their membership? Can we go in? Blah 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 blah. blah. That'll be the middle of June, right? Because they'll have their for the rest of May. They're negotiating. They'll send out the ballot papers. They'll give them. A week or two to get back. So in the middle of June, we'll have this vote that'll come in. Be gas if the Greens and Fianna Fáil vote rejected. <laughs> but anyway, one of them I think is bound to. So one of them rejects it. So there's no government. Now we're in the middle of June. 
So t- Leo just has to go back up to Mihal in or um, back up to uh, Miggledy D in the park and say to him, I have to call another election. Miggledy D will have no choice. He'll call it. We'll have a three-week campaign and it's a July vote and everybody's two metres apart at the polling stations. So... Oh my God, that is grim. That's it. That's what's going to happen. Mark these words. There's no way the memberships of these parties are going to pass, especially the Greens. The Greens are fundies. I mean, they're not going to have these alleged... They're fundies? What does that mean? Fundamentalists. Oh. They're not going to have these, you know, right-wing, par- right-wing parties. Isn't I that love when they call them right-wing. I love that. Oh. These right-wing parties. Oh, fuck, I know. You don't know right-wing. You need right-wing. But anyway... I don't know. I, like, it's hard to say. I think I don't think Mihal's going out and doing the circuit because he thinks it's going to be another election. I think. So why is he doing it? And why is he sending his lads out, his proxies? Because he's because he feels like his PR has taken a bit of a hammering in the last few weeks, and uh, he, it's an image thing. Is he trying to compete with Leo to build up the party vote again from fourteen no. percent? No, I think he's just trying to be out and be seen because I would say the criticisms were would have been that during the at the beginning of this crisis he's invisible he like in fairness like what can he do really mm, like mm, mm. like i said the last time like he did come out a couple of times with Stephen donnelly onto the plinth to talk about covid19 and it looked like two lads come to tell the principal that there's some other boys are t- stolen their ball <laughs> like it just looks like no like but it's very difficult because like how do you inject yourself into a situation that doesn't need you that you just look surplus to requirements and it looks a bit cringy so it's a bit tricky. Is he softening us up for him appearing as Taoiseach at the end of all this? Yeah, no, I think he's doing the circuit for image. I think it's to get himself out there. It's to start to provide a counterbalance to Leo again, an al- an alternative. But um, and look, it's it, it's the kind of thing that a, any political advisor worth their salt would be telling him to do, and that's fine. But the real problems here are the Fianna Fáil membership, the vote. And uh, whether he'll get a government formed out of this, I'm not, as you say, I don't know if he will. And if he doesn't, and these things fall apart, well then, I think it's curtains for me, huh? But how will they change a leader in like three, four weeks? Let's say they get a bad result from the from the membership in the like the first week in June. How and and Leo runs up to the park on thirty five percent and calls an election. How, how are they going to do a three-week or four-week campaign and create a new leader in the, mid, in the middle of it? I don't know. That's a good question. I think and if me if Leo does that and runs off, up, you know, as you mm. just explained, it's a really big problem for Fianna Because he, he won't go. Mial's not going to go. I mean, what's he going to do? Go back to teaching? I mean, he's not going anywhere. So he's, he's going to want to run again. And what does anybody who leaves politics have? Like, no one's sitting around worrying about it. Anybody else who leaves politics, he'd go back to work. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, and also, even if he's not leader, he'll still be a TD. Yeah. I, I can't see him going. He won't go voluntarily. He'll want to go back into the last election. So Fianna Fáil will go into another election in July with Michal. Jesus wept. And get 14%. Oh, Jesus. The, the, the annihilation will be unreal. So what's your cut-off date for there having to be a government? End of May. End of May. Mm-hmm. End of May. And it's now Thursday the 14th of May. So. Yeah. Two weeks. Green Party leader Eamon Ryan said there has to be uh, a programme for government by the end of May. So um, what what excuse could they possibly give? They've been at it for In so fairness, long. Like it took them about two months to write that last piece of nonsense. So God only knows. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, anyway, so that's that's that. Now we, we also have to discuss the lockdown, right? Why? So first of all, it is. I'm I'm not one of these Gemma or Doherty conspiracy theorists, right? Let's let's dear listener. No, because you're a man. Dear listener, let, or, or John Waters, dear, oh. dear, 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 dear listener, you kind of are. please understand, I agreed with the lockdown when it happened. It made absolute sense, okay? Because nobody knew anything. We're all very fearful. It made sense to protect the health service, kind of retrench, get ourselves ready for whatever was going to come next, get some information and data about our enemy, absolutely, and then work a strategy. The problem now is we do have information about our enemy and the information is that it primarily kills old people right the vast but why why are the like what is your theory as to why the virus experts and the chief medical officer and all haven't read what you've read no no i'm sure they have but they're they're by nature a highly conservative bunch epidemiologists and infectious disease specialists are waiting for a pandemic their entire life. It's kind of like waiting for, like, you know, the perfect hole-in-one when you're playing golf for 50 years. These guys are waiting for one event for their entire careers. And, like, that's all they're waiting for. And so they're they're now, like, the nobody listens to them for their entire careers, and now they're, all of a sudden everybody's listening to them. Like, the point I'm trying to get across is we now know there are a group of people in society who badly need to be protected and we should be protecting them. We should be cocooning them. We should be putting all our resources into making know, sure okay. that we track and trace. Well made, right. No, no, but it's not well death. made. It's not well made You've enough, made obviously. Death. Right? But what we don't need is an entire country, an entire economy and every other generation all shut down because with this erroneous belief that if we do that, we're protecting older people. We're not. We can protect older people a different way. And that's what we should be doing. Now, the five stages of reopening, some of that doesn't really make sense at all. Like hairdressers are last and, you know, you can still go to your doctor who's still sitting three feet away from you. And so, like, you know, it, it's... A lot of it is is not based on sound science. That's a political... Well, a lot judgment. of hairdressers, like, I mean, like, but, like, some of it is based on things you don't know about. Hmm. Like, you don't go to hairdressers. A lot of hairdressers are a hot, like, s- steam-filled room full of old women. Mm. If one of them has it, they're all infected by the end of it. So, you know, maybe that's the thinking. That maybe hairdressers, it turns out, are hot spots for Yeah, but the way you do that whatever. is you manage the one patient, that, or one um, client in, one, pa- one client out. You, you, How is you that manage, economically you, you viable sec- for you can, se- you can section off hairdressers. You can do... Like, there's lots of different ways if you give business people... The, the, the choices that they come up with solutions but like the whole thing is that this virus is still going to be there when we all come out again it's not gone it's not going to go so even if they leave hairdressers until July it's still going to be there so the whole system seems to be about protecting the healthcare system from a, a massive um, resurgence fine okay that's grand but you manage that aspect of things by doing track and trace. You manage it by having increased capacity and you do all that stuff. What you don't do is pretend that if you lock everybody in for two months, the virus is just going to go away because it's not. It's but nobody said not. that. So but what's the plan then? The plan is very comprehensive. It's to like limit the infection rates, stop them from going back up by doing a staged approach where we come back to work. Okay. So what about after the latest, I, I believe, is June, right? So let's say the 1st of July, everybody's back working, yeah. right? The virus is still out there. So what's happening now? 
Well, you said it yourself from the start that like more and more people have gotten it, more people have been exposed to it, so it's slower. Yeah, it's the herd immunity thing, which yeah. which is denigrated by everybody, including Mike Ryan and the WHO. But that is the strategy. I mean, that is the strategy. We can't but then get that's around what they're this. Doing. But like, why don't you just do it faster? Okay. There's no need for all this. If you if you know the protected okay, well, the, groups, I think that like there's obviously reasons behind some of this that I don't understand because I'm not the chief medical officer and I like and I'm not studying in depth like you know going through the data from Italy and New York and figuring out what happened there and how to stop it from happening here like you do have to have a bit of faith in these people that they know something that you don't yeah I know I did I absolutely did at the start but I'm beginning to just lose that faith now but that's just partially like because you're bored no I am bored that's true like you're just pissed off in the house and you're just getting annoyed and you're tr- you want somebody to blame. So now you're becoming fixated with like conspiracy theories about the government. I know it's not a and like theory. okay, but like proving the government wrong in their strategy by finding articles and then sending them to everybody you know. Anyway, there's going to be a serological test, I believe. Roche, the pharmaceutical giant, have created a one hundred percent certainty uh, test, so that you will be able to check whether you ever did have it. And as you well know, Sarah, I had it in February. Yeah, I know. And you've had COVID 20 and 21 and 22 and 23 since. Severely sick, folks. Bit Severely sick in February. Near death. Near death. Anyway, we'll leave it at that for yeah. this week. By next week, hopefully, we will have some new news on the government formation. Any news. Because at the moment, every week, we're like, what are we going to talk about on our podcast? And it's like... Well, the only two things in the world at the moment are government formation and COVID-19. So either COVID-19 wipes out the entire government formation talks or the government formation talks are ended and they wipe out COVID-19. One has to kill the other eventually, right? Two competing boring interests. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. This has been The Unsafe Space and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.